0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to eat,
0: sleep, suplex retweet.
2: Hello. And welcome to yet another season of Saturday Draft Live. It's not just any season. It's a tag team season and it's our 12th season. Do you believe it? Who would have thought we would have made it from the Patreon to the extra feed to the main feed to 12 goddamn seasons. Not me. Not me. We are here not to talk about points for this week. We're here to look at the fallout from our recent selection show and look at the new team's and the picks that they've made, and judge them both positively and negatively, <laughs> depending on who you are. And we need a big panel to do this show. We need the four pillars of ESSR to make, you know, this analysis. And I'll introduce you to the four pillars and how vital they are to the draft. You have myself, clearly the Darby Allen of ESSR, and that, you know I've had some big wins, two-time draft champion. I clearly, much like Darby, have no regard for my own well-being. I like to throw out risks willy-nilly, like, yeah, I'll take Walter as a first-round pick. What could possibly go wrong? Or, no, I won't transfer Charlotte out. She won't disappear from TV, like, a week after the transfer window's closed. You know, I'll be fine. But much like Darby, I also have a fondness for turtles. My (laughs) name is Scott McLeod. (laughs) this would be a point of hopefully Daniel Campbell here we didn't insert the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song <laughs> no you've got to say the full phrase it's like Candyman <laughs> uh, but let me introduce you to my other pillars this man joined the draft or in season 3 I want to say he was a cocky loud mouth smug little prick from air with a slapable face and whose name I couldn't remember and now after all these seasons he's a two time draft champion and all of that is Jane. Well he's still smo he's still a bit smug, loud mouthed. but I've remembered his name at least. He is our Sammy Guevara. He doesn't wear like weird panda stuff when he said like Sammy used to, but the stuff he does with chicken parts would make your stomach turn. <laughs> check- hello, hello. Glad glad to be here again, once again. Season twelve,
1: tag season, a very exciting season. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to, as, as always, ripping into folks' picks, and I'm sure I'll be ripping into some of your picks too, everyone on the on the panel. So it'll be fun, fun time.
2: It, it should very much be a fun time. Now, onto our next pillar. This is a man who peaked in season three and hasn't let us forget about it. He's <laughs> tried so hard to get back to those heights that he had in season three with all his hair-brained drafting schemes. They've all went about as well as Wiley Coyote's attempts to catch the Roadrunner. Although in the time he's found a new hobby and pretending to be the only person on this podcast who gives a shit about the listeners' league, he—I'd say—he's our MJF of the Four Pillars. Not that—not he, that he's better than you and wants you all to know about it, and that he wishes he looked as good in his little hat as MJF does in his in his scarf. But to us, you <laughs> will always look like a West End wanker. is <laughs> David Hockney.
0: I, listen, I'll just sit here with my fancy suit and my diamond ring and my Burberry scarf and I'll just keep telling you how much I'm better than you and you know it.
3: The, <laughs> only, <laughs> ring, the <laughs> only ring you have is a spicy <laughs> ring from a curry you had last night. No, that's, that's all you
2: have. You keep your rings to yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the joke's on, well, the joke's on you because I had pizza last night. No, easy for <laughs> oh, you, sick it. burn, dude. Sick <laughs> burn. <laughs> Also I'm better than you Saying that you're better than me I stole season 7
0: from you <laughs> uh-huh. And I stole the 2019 Royal Rumble quiz from you
2: Not Enough for the past.
1: Not compatible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Anyway On to our final pillar What can I say about this man And the history he has made In the draft Let's run down some of the firsts he's done First ever season winner First ever tag team season winner One half at least First ever SDL host to retire First ever FDL host to unretire. First ever <laughs> FDL host to retire again. First ever. To unre- no, I'm going to skip through the retirement stage of. This man's worse than fucking Leo Rush. Now, obviously, because I've gone through the four pillars, you're probably expecting me to compare this man to Jungle Boy. But I think it's more accurate to call him Luchasaurus. Because much like Luchasaurus comes out carrying Jungle Boy on his shoulders, as does this man carry Ryan Gallagher on his shoulders every time the <laughs> every time the team season comes around. <laughs> it is the goat himself david campbell
3: listen there is no carrying ryan we are both hashtag clever hashtag busy hashtag goat tones for the win it's <laughs> happening son happening again let's get to this this tag team season i cannot wait
2: if you want to if you are if you missed the draft selection show first of all what the hell will you do with your evening we uh we have the videos of uh us making the teams and even selecting the teams and the position orders and both in separate videos on our youtube channel go check those out if you haven't already we'll wait for you good you're back uh so you can see the drama of the selections coming in now it's time for some the dust has settled a few days have passed and we're going to judge these picks but guys i was going to go in order of like selection like from the team I picked first break down the team any comments you have and then through to the last but i'm going to skip to one team in particular before we go back in order because there's one pick I have to talk about. You know, maybe I was maybe I was a bit harsh. I was trying to be like less harsh on on the selection show. But Billy is Stacey. I, I have oh, to God. comment on it. Nikki go. fucking Bella. Nikki goddamn Bella. You'd have been better off picking Goldberg, at least he was on SmackDown last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: Jesus. Yeah. Like, where do you start? at the
2: end.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the rumours are that the Bellas could have a team's title match at WrestleMania. That is the only saving grace of this pick. Nikki Bella would have, I can say this with 100% certainty, Nikki Bella would have been there in round five should they have wanted to draft her then. Maybe then... It's a bit of a better pick. Maybe then it's a bit of a punt. But the problem Billy has had with Stacey is that Billy has given in to Stacey's demands instead of trying to reason. You know, so this is this is all on Stacey Smith. I feel bad for Billy. Stacey has bullied Billy into this pick first round. <laughs>
0: and we've also seen that Nikki Bella's been announced as a judge for America's Got Talent so I think it's safe to say she's not going to be on WWE programming for the foreseeable but you know if the rumours are true that you know the Bellas could get a women's tag title match at Wrestlemania honestly I think it's wishful thinking at this stage but if it does happen I suppose it's better late than never. The only redeeming quality I can see for Billy and Stacey at the minute is Brock Lesnar with the captaincy on given that he's been announced for the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title and he's going to be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania. So he's all over the main event scene right now.
2: Yeah, because, you know, looking at some the of their other picks, they could work out fairly well. they got Brock, as you said. They have Cody. You know, this whole thing about his contract right now. He's a feature of AEW. you got Damian Priest. Ha, 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 ha. ha, ha, ha. Why they why took they away that team, I'll never know. Uh, he's a US champion, he's been defending it regularly. Then you got Mickey Ash, who's also a thing. <laughs> and you got Lashley and MVP as, you know, as a tag team. So even if Lashley loses say, the, the W title to Brock Lesnar and they want to do this title-for-title title thing, then these guys will get points for Lashley and MVP coming out together and then not lose anything if, if Brock wins. So everything else other than Nicky Bella I can praise. But, Jack, like... It's just such a bizarre choice. I mean, I think Stacey's love of the Bellas has blinded her and poor Billy, as, as the goat was saying, is paying the price for it because I think we've guaranteed Stacey's taking her last place trophy. You
1: see, like, the, the I think that the thing is, something that we always say is, that like, this is the most, this is like, the funnest season. This is the season where you want to have fun, you want to have a good time. And, and, and drafting Nicky Bella around one is the epitome of having fun. I think there's here have a laugh. And see what happens. So I respect. it is there chances at the water are winning already? Yes, probably. But that's besides the point. And here, I have fun, and I respect it. Billy and Stacey, well done.
3: <laughs> and if we didn't need confirmation, this is the first time that Nikki Bella has been drafted, and that's for good contract. reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go.
2: Oh, that's- oh dear. Uh, I think it's it's easily the strangest round one pick we've ever had across these 12 seasons. Like We took the piss out of like Britt Baker being chosen very highly in the last draft team. This was only before she was women's champion and everything. And there's been some odd first round choices like Yosha and Mandy Rocha <laughs> like that. But
3: Ricochet! <laughs> sorry. 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 Hey, sorry, Come on uh, come
2: on, <laughs> on Indu Share. Oh wait, that's a tag team. That's, that's a tag team. Come Get on, Dave.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, again, like this is easily top them all. I don't even think we can make any share jokes anymore after this.
0: No, no. <laughs> Nikki Bella, number one, is the full on Jesus Mary Joseph and the Wee Donkey moment right there. She
2: should mention I always love talking about names that people come up with for uh, their teams uh, every draft, especially in the tag team season, and they've, decided, and they've decided to name themselves the Nightmares of the North, which oh. uh <laughs> definitely a nightmare for Billy so far, and the season's not even started yet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, well, let's go back to the game. Let's see, look at the teams that, you know, now that I've thoroughly boasted Mickey Bell as as a pick, and, you know, I'm sorry, Stacey, please don't be mad at me. but I love, We all love you, really. But, you know, we go back to the team that picked number one. And it was an odd team to be selected number one. And we were all interested to see if they would, you know, take advantage of it or would they cock it up. It's the team that have referred to themselves as the Sexy Express now. I've only met 50% of this team, but I already know this is inac- inaccurate of a name. <laughs> uh,
3: <it's laughs> Kellen
2: Bennett and JP are the team they've chosen. RK Bro is their tie team. Becky Lynch is their number one pick and their captain, obviously. Uh, Tony Schiavone is the second-round pick, the only really non-wrestling pick to be selected this season, so that's a change from the last few seasons. They have 4J, uh, Darby Allen and Gunther in the final <laughs> round where he belongs. So, Ed, cool, I'll come to you, you know, yeah. a former Listeners League winner managed to you know, come back to help make up the numbers and Callum Bennett's uh, very much a newbie, so uh, some unproven talent in the, the draft, getting that number one spot and also having to deal with the snake draft as well. You know, solid pick it seemed like for their tight team, but now it seems like Randy Horton's taking a break for a little while.
3: Yeah, JP and new guy seem to have a, a good strategy in the first two rounds, to be fair like RK-Bro is unlucky, the rumours are that Orton's taking a break, but after the performance they had for Sarah last season, you know, it's not a bad pick, you could say, and then Becky Lynch, I think, would have been top of many people's target lists. The issue I have is the round following that. I think that in each round, they had WrestleMania, contenders on the table. They had people who could get themselves in title situations on the table. But instead they went Tony Schiavone has been a safe bet, he's been a safe point scorer. So I'm not gonna deny that. But the the remainder of their team, Coda, Jade, Darby, Allen and Gunther, it doesn't strike fear into anyway, me. I look at that on paper and I don't look at a winning team. None of those have really been for me historical draft contenders are going to do anything significant for them. So I think that they had, they went into this and thought, okay, we have our pick of the letter, round one, round one and then the tag round. But then after that, I think it's been poor planning, is what my instincts are telling me, is let down the sexy express. And I think that train is ready to crash uh, when it comes into the, season, uh, the station come WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it does seem like, You may have to rely on certain players like Becky, particularly as the captain, which is a wise choice. You know, big title defence coming up against Lita in Saudi Arabia. Uh, But Derby is consistent. You know, Jordan does have a a track record, but I don't think it'll be enough to keep the 6 Express press going. They may have to be replaced with a mildly handsome replacement bus service. (laughs) Uh, David, do you guys have any comments on JP and Cal? they really bollocksed up round two
0: and round three here because look at the number of picks that went further down the pecking order. Like, and they, this is a point because of the snake draft, they had two picks in a row to pick a good, a strong male pick and another strong female. They could have chosen Brock Lesnar, Adam Cole, Kevin Owens, Edge, MJF. Like all these guys would have been much better first round, second round picks than Tony Schiavone. And look who they prioritized Cora Jade over. Like, Mandy Rose and Kaylee Ray, who are in the NXT women's title picture scene, like, they could have chosen either of them. But I don't know if maybe they just had the idea of maybe the women's Dusty Cup in their mind because Cora Jade's pairing up with Raquel, uh, who's surprisingly gone undrafted this season as well, which I'm genuinely shocked at. Like, they could have chosen Raquel as well, either. But maybe I guess they just wanted to go with the, the tag team classic in their mind. But missing out on, like... A WrestleMania worthy performer like Brock Lesnar is is a big shot in the foot.
1: I think for me, uh, I'm putting ninety-nine percent of the brunt of this cock up of a team on JP. I'm not I'm not blaming uh, Callum much much at all. I think there's a lot of naivety <laughs> with the draft in this year with him. It's his first time. He's drafting first. He's not really We've seen folk coming up, everyone, everyone they are taking their first attempt at this, they're not really the best. I'm a good case, in example, we've seen a lot of other folk that have come out of the draft and haven't really done well. And then you've got the, the the misfortune of having to team up with someone that's not won the listeners league to come up and play again. And when you've got JP messaging me during the draft of cock-up picks that have Folk have already been picked and messaged Campbell of stuff that hasn't gone well really, either. It's a recipe for disaster. Tony Schiavone is a staple of most of us as league tag teams. So that, like, eh, well, teams overall. So I think that, that's got JP written all over it. And I feel that Calms maybe let JP kind of run the roost here of what they're wanting to do. And I, 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 is JP a good drafter? I'm going to have to say no at this moment in time.
3: <laughs> I love that. But see to be fair though, right? If you look at Tony Schiavone's like average for seasons, it's an impressive seventy three and a half points. Like, I'm not saying that Tony Schiavone is a bad draft pick. I'm just saying that the people you had on the board, apart from that, that could still get you like the winning points, the the ones that would really do it to go for something. That's the difference here. I would like
1: to see the average Tony Schiavone point after Dark Elevation got taken out of the draft. Because I feel that mm-hmm. season when he was there racked up so many points yeah. because he's interviewing so many folk after each match there. And we know it's a fucking YouTube show, so it shouldn't have been in the thing in the first place. Oh. But
3: f- pitch in the <laughs>
1: <choir>. <laughs> but, but like I think that it would be quite he has a good point scorer, yes, but I would love to see that average without that season or the seasons of Dark Elevation being included. I think that's that's skewing the figures a bit.
3: Well
2: see to be fair to that though 33 points last season, which is more than the Usos Gosh, but, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's mental. Yeah, because like even if he's not doing like commentary he could do interviews and that, but I agree with you, like we had who you had on the table, especially when they had they had their pick given that they were back on the snake draft. they were gonna get the second round pick and the third round pick back to back. Even if you took Tony as a third round pick. And pick someone else of more high profile, like somebody who like you said could have been a contender for a high spot at WrestleMania, you know, help boost up your team. Like, it wouldn't have mattered which order you picked Tony Schiavone but the idea, the choice of Tony as uh, a second round pick, Because like after RK Rule and Becky, they just went purely NXT and AEW. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, there's quite a few people with NXT and AEW picks, but given it like, your first round and seems like post Becky, who probably will lose all the point points, she will lose the all Women's Tale at WrestleMania. It doesn't feel like they've prepared themselves for like getting many points I mean, when WrestleMania comes around. And I give with you with the naive, because like JP won the Listener's League, but yeah, he's picking like everybody else's picks. Like, that's how the Listener's League works. Won the Listener's League season, but was in last place for just about almost the entire season that he was here. Then went back to listen, like came second, but still managed to get into this draft and then also he's Sarah McCallum who's a rookie here. So like you said, that draft naivety is a, a big thing because 'cause we've seen it like Strat and Derek, they struggled there when they first joined here. And like even have even some of us have struggled for our first couple of seasons. Like to get into some people it just takes time to properly like figure out how you properly strategize and put your team together and I think getting put in first, I think the pressure maybe got to them. We're going do the second team. You know, we're just going to get this out of the way, and I'm going to pass it over to one half of the team who happens to be here today. The, set, the team that picked from second place, the goat twins, David Campbell. Please let people know who you picked, and well, basically why you picked them, and why they are somehow better than all of us.
3: So tag team pick was always going to be Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman takes Roman off as a singles pick multiple segments usually on Smackdowns but with the two of them in them so that was something that we were very 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 happy to profit off of when we picked our tag pick Charlotte Flair always a contender always someone who's going to be on TV the same goes for the rest of our Wrestlemania card worthy team AJ Styles, Big E, Sonya Deville, Austin Theory. In the traditions of the draft and in the recent memory, each of these picks has managed to garner good points on the board. Not always locomotive performances, not always juggernaut picks, but each and every single one of our picks has draft consistency they're going to get you double figures they're going to get you wins on tv they're going to feature on pay-per-views and that is why the goat tones have put together one of the greatest teams in the history of this draft and that is why the goat tones are going to win back-to-back tag seasons all right can you feel me
0: no. yeah i can, can feel you actually because looking at the team on paper it does look pretty damn impressive because you've got Obviously, Charlotte Flair, you know, safe pair of hands in the women's division. You've got AJ, who's sort of broken out as a single star again. Maybe he'll get some momentum going for Mania. Big E uh, reuniting with the New Day on SmackDown. I mean, his singles push seems to be over. But, you know, in the tag team division, they're always... Uh, a safe pair of hands. Same with Sonya Deville and a very solid program with Naomi and Austin Theory, the rising star who has now been entered into the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title. So if he's brushing shoulders with the upper mid card, you have to imagine he's going to get some key role going into Mania season. So it's hard to argue that the Goat Tones have actually got a very, very solid team this time around.
2: I mean, there's no doubt they will probably have a featured spot at WrestleMania that being Austin Theory, but you already wonder what it's going to be now because we all seem to think we all thought that it was going to be him versus Jimmy McMahon, but Jimmy uh, McMahon's been showing the door, seemingly, so... There's another awesome McMahon
3: sibling, t- Scott.
2: There's always a McMahon sibling to fight. Don't you worry about it. Uh, you're right. Awesome TV, Hornswoggle. That's the <laughs> TV McMahon <laughs> feud that we all want to see. <laughs> but, like, are you hoping that he like pick up the, the points in terms of like going into WrestleMania, maybe as opposed to getting points at WrestleMania? Like the idea of having enough of a league going into me because... Charlotte Flair hmm. it feels like they are setting up. If Ronda's coming back and won their rumble, that Ronda's going to beat Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title. So yeah. are you at all worried about things like that? I mean, Roman, you're like you worry about because also the consistency of him as a tie team pick won't affect you championship wise.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're not worried about that. We think we'll get enough wins at Mania. We foresee the New Day winning the titles from the Usos at Mania, um, and then I think probably AJ if he faced Edge would get the win you know, or if he goes for Bobby for the WWE title, I think there's a good chance he wins there, but you're right, it's about the points in the lead-up to Mania, and Charlotte Flair has already got a women's title match next week on SmackDown, you know, mm. so we are, it's Sonya Deville, the ability to appear across two shows, having a feud on one of them, they had mega appearances on SmackDown last night, so we're not worried in the slightest, like, I always will come on here for the go Tones and spout for Joe. you know what I mean, like, talk a load of shit, one thing that I'm not saying there's a load of shit, I firmly believe this is one of the most consistent and best uh, draft teams ever created.
2: I mean, I don't know if, uh, if they, as a tag team, I mean, they'll score highly for you, but I don't think you can repeat your tag team success from last season because I don't know what happened. I remember talking about it at the time that Nia and Sheena was a team that couldn't get along. And then literally as soon as you guys did to pick them, they were the most unbeatable team that WWE had ever produced for some reason. So I don't know if you- it was insane. I don't know It was insane. But one thing inside baseball,
3: one thing that me and Ryan said to each other before this, let's not try and play the Goat Tones' greatest hits. Let's not go and try and replicate the exact team we had last season. Let's not take Scrap Daddy just because we think it would be fun to do so. We went into the draft with a plan of putting together the best team for now, for this season. And I think that's why it's a very different Goat Tones team, but it's when it's going to win again.
2: Uh, Jack, do you have any comments on the Goat to this season? Um, nothing
1: more that's already been said. I think uh, uh, Calvin J.P. drafting first was a, as a lateral gift. That's, that's like putting like an like the finest steak you can have on on a plate for dinner and just eating that all up. Like that's a <laughs> that's an it's, it's the absolute best thing that could have happened to them drafting drafting from second, and they've they've certainly reaped the the rewards from it, so be, uh, uh, the, on on paper you, you, it's hard to not see past them.
2: It was interesting to see like two of the top women's picks go in like the first two first round picks, that was interesting to see, because obviously more than other top women's positions that we talked about before we recorded, they do seem to go in the first couple of rounds, but you talk about WrestleMania, that it seemed to be like the end goal to the scene finale, but a lot of people have tried to choose people who they think will get permanent spots on TakeOver or revolution to get those extra pay-per-view win points you guys have seemingly consciously like went away from or nxt you guys not interested in getting like an extra pay-per-view win at say revolution or something like that
3: no we don't need it uh we think that the tv wins and the tv appearances will carry us through i've always viewed for better or for worse AEW picks as auxiliary sometimes things to to get you know, the points up and to balance things out because they do have less pay per views, you know. I think, well,
2: that's <laughs> it,
3: you're taking what I said, what you said, it out of mm. context. No, you're taking, you're taking what you said, and you're putting it in the wrong context, you know.
0: Is it also worth noting you don't have any NXT picks either?
3: We don't care about <laughs> that. that. Like, you like, see, you're meat and potatoes in the draft, it's Ron SmackDown. If you want to go and grab some ice cream, Dave, and go and hang with the t- 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 fucking people in NXT, you go and have your ice cream. All right? But I'm sitting here with meat and fucking potatoes, and we're doing weights, and we're going to win the draft. All right?
2: <laughs> all right. Someone's a bit touchy.
3: <laughs> Don't mention <laughs> balance to me. That is not what I meant. He's taking my words, and he's, he's the right wing <laughs> media. He's Wow. Fake news. Wow. He
1: <laughs> all I'm saying oh. is, you spoke about balance, and all I said was balance, and then you said some things after
2: it. That's, you, all, that's all that happened there. That's all that sharlatan. happened there, big man. You are <laughs> a
1: sharpest. <sharlatan. laughs>
2: Temper, I will turn this car around and there'll be no season 12 for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, moving uh, onward to David Hockney. You know, you're not being you know, held down. You've know, got the anchor around your weight of uh, a listeners' league competitor as your tidy part, You don't have to pretend to like Robert Shaw anymore. You've got Gary and one of the best people to never never win the draft even though he had a stinker of a season. I've seen sandwiched between bloody Matt Smith and Tom McManus uh, towards the end of the season. But now you and Guy got together and talk us through the team that you guys let you know, lucky to be picked from third position.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I've been lucky to be drafting from at least the top three on most occasions, so I was familiar with, you know, who to prioritize, and I went back and forth with Gary, you know, about prioritizing team picks and then first rounds, but we've, we're happy we went with the Usos, we're happy we got Drew McIntyre, who had just returned from what appeared to be uh, some allegedly extended time off, but we also got the NXT champion Braun Breaker, who is our team captain this season, with uh, at least two title defenses coming up, both at uh, Vengeance Day and possibly the WrestleMania takeover. Uh, now, the second half was a little bit touch and go, I must admit, but we did come up with a real gem in the form of Hook, and that was Gary Kernahan's bidding. You know, picking uh, a diamond in the rough out of the AEW pool, someone who's yet to lose on AEW, someone who could challenge Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. He might get a win at Revolution too, but if he's competing regularly on Dynamite, Rampage, and the pay-per-view, I mean, without losing that's easy points right there our female picks were a little bit up in the air especially with Liv Morgan whose stock's taken a bit of a plummet after you know the program with Becky Lynch but who's to say she won't bounce back maybe she'll maybe form a tag team with somebody because she could win the women's tag titles at some point uh but Naomi we were actually I was actually quite uh quietly confident with this one given that the Sonia Deville program will probably stretch uh, all the way to mania and it's Arguably the second most interesting women's feud going on at the minute, aside from the Charlotte-Ronda feud. So I think it was it was important to get at least you know some representation going in week in and week out uh, in terms of women's. So I think our weakest picks arguably Love Morgan, but on paper I think we could do quite well. Possibly a dark horse performance from us this season.
2: I mean, you talk about dark horse. I think Hooks your your dark horse like potentially one of the best picks of the season. Again, like you said undefeated. You know, guys, are... Your guys' faces alone was more than enough to clarify
0: that Gary had picked out an absolute gem for this draft.
2: I, I thought about Hook. I, don't, I didn't know if it was too early in his run to go for Hook, but you guys, you just went ahead and did it. You guys went and sent for Hook, and good for you for doing that. Uh, Usos so is your team. Uh, is a solid one also. They've got history in the draft, especially since they were reunited and Jimmy came back from his injury. You know, there's a possibility you could lose to see that Vagum era or the Nudie at some point of the season, which you should watch out for. He's peace. Uh, all right, excuse me. Childish. You've got Drew McIntyre. I think you were wise not to put the currency on Drew McIntyre because, well, he's usually a, a strong pick, you know, to lead somebody's draft team. The fact, that he's still in this fucking feud with Mad Moss and Happy Corbin. He's having another match with ha- Mad Moss at bloody Saudi Arabia. Like, Julie, really, it's Corbin, you should be fine. It wouldn't be much better of a match, but fucking another. It's better than watching another pay-per-view match with Madcap, Bastard, and Moss. <laughs> at least it's an easy win for you. Braun Breaker, he's not losing that NXT title anytime soon, so that's solid enough for you. But yeah. And also, as long as Sonya Deville gets points for the Goat Tones, I'm assuming that it'll get points for you and Naomi, because they'll probably be together in most of their segments. But I do and think you'll, you'll take As fe- you'll probably win the feud as well, Naomi. I do think you'll take a hit to start off the season because next week she's got a SmackDown title match against Charlotte but they're not going to let anything get in the way of their Charlotte-Ronda match at Mania so she's going to take a, like, a title loss to start the season off but it's about how she rebuilds I think after that you could get a win by DQ good good uh, and also your team name is Men on a Mission 2.0 as much like the actual 2.0 it's like an old thing we loved but it's now been shoved down our throats <sighs> That was the that was the joke unfortunately Dave, Dave, Dave. Let me let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Go you're, ahead,
1: Jack. Your women's picks. Yes, I think they're shit. I'll I'll talk to you. I'll. I'll, Ooh, I'll, I'll okay, right. So you you had reservations about <laughs> Liv, oh, Liv Morgan <laughs> coming round three, right? But then you're confident of taking Naomi in round five. Why were they not switched right to begin with? If you're tossing and throwing at Liv Morgan, and then you were talking about Raquel Gonzalez not being drafted. Surely, surely Raquel's going to be getting more points than Liv this season. Hmm
0: yeah very good point actually um i think you know what it was i think it's because we wanted uh, some representation across all shows because we're a majority smackdown heavy team we've got an AEW pick and we still needed something from nxt and from uh raw so that's where well braun baker for nxt was a no-brainer but for raw i think we still needed a female pick uh and we wanted a raw pick as well so it was a little bit yeah i think we were sort of backed into a corner with that one but in hindsight, we were able to get Naomi in the end. So I suppose, you know, we sort of rectified our earlier mistake.
3: You went back into a corner, though. You've been backed into a corner of your own making. Like, mm-hmm. this, this, um, this obsession, I'm going to call it, you have with making sure you have someone from all brands is a strategy that is going to screw you over this season. Because I'll be honest, I'll be much kinder than Jack. I look at your team and I look at certain aspects of it and I think that is a threat of a team. That is the best of Dave's strategy, which is usually quite safe by the numbers and Gary's strategy where he likes to throw in some curveballs in there. I actually disagree with Scott. I think the captaincy should have went in Drew McIntyre because I don't think he's going to pick up a loss for months. Like I think he picks up win after win after winning, that carries you forward. Uso's always in programmes with Roman, going to be in matches as well. Hook, genius pick. Genius pick. And even Naomi, I think, is a good pick. But the the reasoning that you've given for picking live where you have is what is going to cost you here. Because your insistence on making sure that you have every brand covered has led you to making a dud pick in round three. An absolute nothing pick, a non-entity. You know what I mean? Say you replace Liv Morgan there with Sonia Deville, who is still available. This team instantly, for me, becomes a potential championship contender. With Liv there, I'm looking at it and thinking, yes, but.
0: No, that's, uh, that's very fair, yeah
2: also you know your geese piece way, when i thought about the usos potentially losing the title the team they're on the same brand as the new day once again and when the usos and the new day are on the same brand of one of them's got tag belts there's always a chance they'll lose to them because we can't help themselves and putting these two into a feud so don't give me that push. <laughs> anyway now i can get uh word down edgeways and talk about myself because it's my team next as i was paired with chris anthony lopez a newcomer to the team and we have brilliantly decided to call ourselves a McLopez with cheese. And I think from fourth <laughs> position, we drafted the best team we possibly could here. We got Jurassic Express, which was our first choice. of a tied team, the current AEW Tied Team Champions. A uh, big title of probably going up at Revolution. Bianca Belair, more than likely going to be the person that goes into WrestleMania to fight back against for the title. Uh, Sammy Guevara is our, t- our captain. That pissed Dave off, which made it even more justified as a pick. TNT champion system defenses we've been defending last night unfortunately season not bloody started it we got some NXT representation with Keely Ray and uh, Carmelo Hazy NXT North American champion and Michael Cotty commented on the stream at, oh that's the curse title because few of the last more recent champions have been released but Carmelo ain't getting released you know he's one of the cornerstones that I've ever had. him and Braun Baker they're building NXT 2.0 those 2 and Michael Cotty doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and in the last round a guy who I can't believe was still available I and mean, we did lose a few potential picks now, along the way I mean, second round we wanted maybe Burt Baker or Jay Cargo as an alternative to maybe Sammy Guevara but we still had Sammy available because those other two went away we did lose Austin Thieu in the last round but in terms of last round gets this is the best one we could have got because I can't believe we went to the fifth round and John Moxley was still available we now maybe even teaming and getting tight team wins with Brian Danielson and maybe even then going into a singles feud which he could win so I think from fourth place, and with Chris being a newbie, I explained to him how the draft works in the course of 24 hours. He got there. He took to it like a duck to bath it in water, I tell you. And he and him came up with a hell of a strategy, I think. So, guys, please, try and tear me down with this team. What do you guys think? Um, Honestly? Um, oh, oh, you no, go. Dave, no, Dave, Dave, go ahead. Go um,
0: ahead. We're fucked right. your team apart so you go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what stands out for me for Scott and Chris's team is Sammy Guevara and Jurassic Express. Like two two picks who regularly defend their titles on both Dynamite and Rampage and no doubt at Revolution too. And but the TNT champion of Sammy Guevara, captaincy on him, week in and week out defenses on AEW TV is deadly for scoring points. And I think Chris and Scott have actually put themselves firmly up the pegging order with favorites to win the season with that captaincy pick kaylee ray obviously in a good program with mandy rose in the nxt title carmelo hayes again as you said one of the pillars of the new nxt and moxley's return with a program in brian danielson i mean it's hard to argue you know that's a again it's another strong team on paper where i think the the x factor might be is bianca belair i mean because while she has scored good in previous seasons you know been one of the top scorers consistently since over the last year I'm just curious as to what her program is going to be going for, for WrestleMania. But I think as long as she's regularly featured and picks up wins, there's no reason to say why she can't just be uh, justified as a good first-round pick. So I, I think it's really difficult to pick apart what might be, again, another very solid team on paper.
2: No, Jack, you were going to say?
1: Um, Bianca Belli, a great pick. As me and Daniel wanted, them, we couldn't get straight away. So I, I I applaud you on that. Uh, I will ask about Kayleigh Ray because mm-hmm. uh, I think the the vengeance Day match is in a couple of weeks. I think she lose. I don't think she win. What happens with Kaylee Ray after that is a bit unknown. We don't really know. Kind of with NXT two point what's what's kind of happening after such like in kind a of title title feuds as as I don't think it'll be a one and done. Uh, we thought there was going to be two takeovers, but it appears only going to be one now. So it's a bit of a a bit of a drag to that point. So I don't. I don't really know, but as we as we do know, WrestleMania's two nights, and as it stands, you have Bianca Belair. They'll probably end that match with Becky Lynch, but nothing else. Do you think your team will have enough to get you to a point like much like Alan last season of kind of creating that gap? Do you think your team can have that gap
2: going into the final two nights? I think we can because I think with uh, enough of uh, solid performances, like for the TNT there so with Sami's, we're captain getting a feature spot on Revolution and Jurassic Express, getting on Revolution, that's two potential opportunities for her. not just pay-per-view points, pay-per-view championship points, one of them with the captaincy applied. Bianca Belair if she is going for the Raw Winsdale at WrestleMania, which we think she is, because she really, hasn't really gotten her revenge for that 26-second loss to Becky. So to get, build her up, to get there to the contendership, she's going to have to start winning matches regularly on television, which is going to build up the points in the long haul. Moxley, again, gets consistent wins on TV. For Carmelo Hayes has got a title defensive coming up at this Vengeance Day against uh, Cameron Grimes. As much as we all love Cameron Grimes, he's not going to win that title, I don't think. To me, the weakest person on this team is probably going to be Kayleigh Ray because she's probably going to take a loss to Mandy Rose. But I think even if you've got someone like Kayleigh Ray, who's seemingly started to find her feet recently in NXT uh, NXT 2.0, as opposed to when the revamp started when they didn't have anything for her when she's the weakest person on your team given how she's been like consistently appearing on TV I think that's still a good sign of how solid your team is and I think we are going to plan on switching the captaincy to Bianca so yeah we're trying to build up to to Wrestlemania and end strong with a Bianca win hopefully I mean I think we've planned on having NXT the same day as Wrestlemania so we could have some NXT wins and a Wrestlemania big win on the same day to end the season
3: I don't know how early you want to change the captaincy because like I'm looking at your team and I actually I, I don't think that the boys have done it justice enough. I think there is a out there is a path where this team steamrolls the draft. There is a path where that happens because you look at the last two seasons for Carmelo 24 points in season 10 30 points in season 11 that is an impressive tally you look at the the last two seasons for Mr. Sammy Guevara 42 points season 10 26 points in season 11 again another good tally look at Bianca Bellier, 97 points season 10 48 points season 11 I think that the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for a lot of teams that sacrifice <laughs> unless unless some of your guys drop belts and lose title matches. I think Jack's right to point out Kayleigh, Kayleigh Ray is a focal point I think other teams, are as included, need her to lose against Mandy Rose. Uh, Jurassic Express dropping the title, surprisingly, would be nice as well. And just minimising those title matches would be the key to other people, you know, making sure they could stay ahead of you going into WrestleMania. But I do think that you and Chris have put yourself in a very, very good position with this drafting.
2: Yeah, because like, I've said it before, I think when Dave had a team I had a great few times. the more times you have on it, while well you do double your chances of getting regular championship points, you also risk the opportunity more likely of getting a championship loss, which will affect your team. But I think you've got to think of the timing now, because like Jurassic Express have been have really been built up over the last few months, and it seems like they really want to go all in with them with tag team champs. Carmelo, again, they're building the brand around them. Sammy, the fact that they, they chose to have him win the TNT, like unspeakable TNT title, rather than giving it back to Cody, I think says that they have plans for for him and then the idea that you've got other people like Bianca and Keillery in potential situations to then become champion. I think it's just the timing of these picks I'm really getting into. I mean, mostly the only one who seemingly isn't going after a title, but even then he'll get consistent uh, points on TV. And, you know, he's you know, sharing the screen with Brian Danielson seemingly on a weekly basis, uh, so that won't hurt it that much. So, yeah, I'm hopeful for this team. And uh, I think Chris could get off to a flying start for his first season, although I have tried to warn, like, I've seen a lot of great teams on paper and they do seem to fall apart. But, you know, I'm hopeful Sammy can get us to not even have to think about of the captaincy until hopefully at least after Elimination Chamber. But we all know I have a history with that TNT title. Yeah,
3: exactly. Hopefully it'll pay off for you this time. Well, not
2: hopefully. I hope you fall off on your face, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'll, I'll support you, but not, as, but not as much as I support myself. <laughs> That's basically what you're saying to me. Yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, so after that, we had the nightmares in the north, we've already ripped them apart. Now, we all, now we're on to you, Jack. Isn't it nice that the SEOs can talk about themselves one after the other? Uh, oh, we have the, mar- the market street posse, you and Daniel Campbell, you know, for, one's point foes battling over the draft where it came down to a single point difference, and now we are allies. How can they possibly coexist? Please explain yeah, your choices. I think we've coexisted. Eh- Pretty well here. We uh, we were we
1: were speaking about uh, and potential tag teams and whatnot. We were obviously the likes of Haven and Reigns, Lash and MVP are always in the conversation. We were like, right, we know that this was going to go out the way early. And these are probably going to go out the way early as well. And we want a tag team that's going to be a feature on Raw for the time for the time being going into Mania. And I think Monday Monday past there has just kind of proved that the Alpha Academy. Unfortunately, I won't. I won't, I won't uh, I won't tell no lie here. We did want Beller. That was our first pick. We didn't get that. So we we, we came together quickly and decided, you know, what will take Seth Rick and Rollins. Round two was always going to be Britt Baker for us. When it came to round three, we were like, why not we just pair her with the, the other half of the power couple, we'll take Adam Cole, baby, and uh, rub Dave up the wrong way fourth round we are talking about right we need we need a woman we know that bliss, this is something I think I've had before she's been part of my team many a time she's in this kind of thing where she's appearing weekly on these segments and sometimes you just need that kind of your reappearance your wee a week just to just to build up a nice point every so often and that will do in the last round it was always going to be Sami Zayn or Nakamura and I, 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 swayed, I pitched for Sami Zayn, and we went and got it. He's got his title match in a couple of weeks. He appears in a few uh, segments and uh, on a show. I'm very, I'm very happy with the team we've got. I think, I think there's potential. We could do all right here.
2: Yeah, and uh, if this thing with Knoxville is going to continue, then you're going to be seeing Sammy on a regular basis on on SmackDown. I do like the idea of taking Bert Baker early on. Hey, Seth, you've got. He's always been like one of the top draft performers. They uh, even like helped Ross come very close to going back to back uh, last season. Adam Cole, I think maybe like uh, some people have overlooked because he's been appearing regularly. I like think he's only really suffered one singles loss recently, which was against Orange Cassidy. And you know, he's, he's I think he's like ranked near the top of the top five, so there's a chance that at some point in the season you could see Adam Cole in a world title position. So. I think you've got a strong team. Of people. You've got a team that's got potential. seen that just the cases weight playing out and seeing if it actually, like, you know, goes that way or if it falls flat in its face. Because like Sammy, much like Naomi, Sammy losing a title match this next week to Nakamura could be a bad way to start your season. Uh,
1: it could, it, 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 could be. But we've we'll I mean, we taken, we've taken a risk but even it. I think it's a couple of weeks, Steffi. I don't think it's straight next week. I think it was maybe the week after, if I remember correctly. I think it's two weeks' time because he was whole this whole thing. Was oh, he's got a sore head after what's happened. Blah blah blah. So it's two weeks of recuperation or something. I don't know, but I I, I feel confident with Zane anyway. I think he, I I would love it for him to win because I think he's he's he'd the the absolute right person to carry the mid card in SmackDown right now. If not, I think this time we're not we'll knock still continue and go to Mania, and he will be on SmackDown a lot
0: with it. So I'm, I'm fair. I'm very happy with getting Zane. Uh, I agree with Jack. I think Sami Zayn was long overdue uh, his Intercontinental title match, which he won, which he earned last season, and he should have got it at day one, uh, which he, when he was on uh, when he was on my team, funnily enough. But don't nah, be better. Don't be better. Absolutely I know. I know. Be better, let's <laughs> but yeah, the don't be a hater. <sighs> Rollins uh, as a first round pick, I think, is a bit of a no brainer. He had such a strong juggernaut performance last season. He was the highest scorer with over a hundred points on his own in Ross's team. Uh, he's in the Elimination Chamber match too so he's still in the main event scene I I think that was a no-brainer Adam Cole and Britt Baker the power couple of AEW uh, mingling with the elite in Adam Cole's aspirations for a world title uh, run Definitely, definitely makes them solid picks the one massive red flag slash elephant in the team here is Alexa Bliss like honestly I don't know what you were thinking picking Alexa Bliss given that she's only recently returned she wasn't in the Royal Rumble match And she's only been resorted to one, maybe two at a stretch uh, appearance points per week when you could have chosen somebody that was in a position to possibly compete more on a regular basis, such as, uh, you know, Naomi, even Kaylee Ray or even Sonia Deville, like a lot of good picks, even as for mentioned, Raquel Gonzalez, who went undrafted, you know, you could have chose her. Like, why prioritize somebody who has just recently returned over... Someone who's going to compete regularly. We were thinking of the consistent uh, appearance
1: points, David, as you, as you, as you said that she's going to be game. We were thinking of Mania at the end. There could be something there. I just uh, we 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 struggled to we struggled to see what will kind of happen with the rest of them. Shouldn't we have taken Sonderville? Yeah, probably. But we were we were we were clearing a bit with the, the Bliss appearances. But I, I would I would happily put a bet on you with you right now that Bliss would score more than Liv Morgan this season. Oh. Mm. And doing I don't
3: know. See how that goes. No, a I, I think. A I think. Dave can't handle it. I
0: no, not no, no. I'm, I'm a risk. I'm a risk analyst here. I analyze, I need time to assess. Assess analytics. Sounds like, like a shite bag to <laughs> Dave, me.
1: Sounds like a shite bag to
2: me. No, no, no. The point is, Dave. No, Dave. You uh, you you have on your Twitter profile that you are an adrenaline junkie, and you're still. Not willing to put a tenner up because you're not looked at the analytics yet. Don't be a shakeback. Take his tenner off him. Hey, my name's David Hockney. Welcome to Jackass. Take
3: a risk. All right, (laughs) put that
0: tenner on. Listen, I'm an adrenaline junkie from traveling. Okay, I don't get an adrenaline rush from a gamble. Okay, but listen, the the point I'm making, Jack, is you and your team and my team are in similar positions here. Overall, very solid on paper, but
3: with two big red flags uh, across both teams. Well, here's what I think about it. I bought aioli this week, a nice wee treat actually, you know, to have with my bagels and chicken. The thing is, this morning I ran out of aioli, so I had butter on my bagels. Now, was it still nice? Yes, but it was nothing special. It's kind of how I feel about the Market Street Posse's team. I think it's a nice team, but it's nothing special. You know, it's a it's a it's a mid table team if I've saw one, and I don't think I think a title last next week because I can't see Johnny Knoxville challenging for the IC title at WrestleMania, and I think we're getting Zane Knoxville at Mania. So that's just that's just my thoughts
2: on it. I mean, maybe you never know, stranger things have happened, but I love that comparison. Like you're saying, his drafty is they're calling up saying, "I like Coke," or we've got Pepsi. Is that okay? Uh, it's all the same thing. <laughs>
3: Precisely
2: Maybe Diet Pepsi It's just a bit like Oh I'd prefer something else But Ah, So Expectations Jack For your team Could Clearly not be lower It seems It means you you can only do it better Than everyone
1: else's eyes That's up one in itself Isn't it That's
2: The only place to go from here Is up (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll do better Than this next team The quintessential stud My friend's another Inaccurate team General uh, Mag this year's uh, this season's listeners league winner, and Stephen Wilson, uh, well he he's Jim's problem now. Taking the team of the Creed Brothers as their tie team, CM Punk is their captain in first round pick, Rhea Ripley, Kevin Owens, Dana Brooke, and Brian Danielson now. Creed Brothers was interested in Peggy, you know, We got the Dusty Classic, but then they're putting all their chips on that working out uh, for them. And you know, I'd and, and, you know, maybe not go for anyone in the Diamond Mine right now with the consistency of how regularly they seem to get rid of members of the Diamond Mines. Punk is, uh, I he's performed better than I think most of us probably thought he would, so fair enough, maybe this feud with EJF will continue. Then you got Brian Danielson, who uh, I like as well, if he continues to do well, then probably Moxley will do well as well on that team. And then you got Ripley, Owens, and people, Team, a group that maybe has potential, but I don't have potentially high hopes for, especially not Dana Brooke. Hmm. That's an, that's yeah, an interesting yeah, yeah. one. Creed Brothers, I think you're, you're
1: right with the kind of uncertainty that, that is there. Dana Brooke, obviously, she does appear in these 24-7 technical segments. We're so probably much thinking the same as what me and Daniel were thinking about the appearance points that she's be getting. But of course, if she kicks out of a of a twenty four seven pinfall, that's not a title defense. You're not getting title defense points. You are only ever winning the title. You're losing the title. There's 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 nothing in between. And she's it, it seems that she's probably going to have this for a while. And when she loses it, I don't see her getting it back. And she could be off TV at that point. So it's it's a it's, uh, as 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 said before, the picks that have went after.
0: Could they have picked someone else? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, this this team is sort of like a a what if type team because everybody on this list has suffered losses in some capacity. Uh, the Creed brothers, I think Jim and Stephen have got the Dusty Cup in mind, much like um, much like uh, Callum and JP with the Cora Jade pick. I mean, the Creed brothers are arguably favourites to win, so I don't really I can see where their thinking is there. But looking at the rest of the team, nothing really screams, you know like top tier performers ahead of WrestleMania season. Like Ray Ripley's taking a bit of a dive, you know, towards the the mid card. Kevin Owens is a little bit lost in the shuffle. Brian Danielson might have some, something going into revolution along with CM Punk. I mean, CM Punk's been a safe bet, but he's incurred a loss to MJF now. Maybe his momentum slows a bit. It's hard to say really where he goes from here, but if it does continue, then captaincy on Punk is probably the best thing they could have done for now. Uh, I mean, there's a few bright sparks in this team, but nothing that screams a winning team for me, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, this definitely screams a a bottom half of the table team for me. Maybe not dead last, especially not when you've got a team that has, may I remind you, Nikki Bella on it. But like, you talk about people like like, (laughs) Morgan Stocks dropping, I mean, Rhea Ripley, her stock fell off at a fucking cliff, landed on its head and then rolled and fell off another cliff ever since she lost to Charlotte. they still never gotten her win back against Charlotte, may I remind you.
3: Mm. Well, this is this is it. They've, they've decided to watch Frozen 2 and just go into the unknown with a lot <laughs> of these picks because there's no clear direction for Rhea Ripley or Kevin Owens going into WrestleMania, I think. There's no clear direction for either of them. Dana Brooke doesn't have a direction. She is what she is. You know what I mean? She's just Dana. She's, She's just Dana. Dana. She's just fucking Dana. You know, like, they do have strengths here. Creed Brothers is a smart pick. It's very much a Stephen Wilson pick. Like It's not a risk, but it's something that he's looked at the landscape and thought there's points in this. But CM Punk and Bryan Danielson, I think where you've drafted them from is probably reversed. I, I think that Bryan is going to end up being a more profitable pick in the fifth round than Punk will be in the first, but I think it probably will balance itself out in the end. But I think the guys are right in what they're saying. It's not going to challenge. It's a bottom feeding team, and I think that when all is said and done, it's not going to be one of Stephen's best seasons, and will and back, fair play to the guy, but this is going to be a one-and-done for that Listeners
2: League winner. It's mm. so looking like it. Let's look at the uh, second-last team, the B-sharps of Andy Mitchell and Ross McLeod. Finally, Andy Mitchell has graced the, the draft with his presence. I'm sure David Campbell <laughs> is doing somersaults. Uh, that prospect, but. Scott. Do you know what they've
3: got? They've got my baby on board. <laughs>
2: Mitchell, and I'm buzzing. It's been done. Uh, we got, I mean, got Andy, who seems like he doesn't give a shit. about most things, and then Ross, who's you know very depending on how well he's doing. It, it depends on how, how he seriously he takes the draft. You know, he's still he's winning, still fresh. So maybe he's taking this seriously, but. They've got a team of GYV girls and young veterans as their tag team. Again, putting their Dusty Cup uh, hopes on them. Adam Page is their captain, the AEW World Champion. That's a, a solid one for your captain. We've got Sasha Banks, she's one, one, of the, one of the four horsewomen. And then WWE just can't help themselves but put them in prominent positions. So I'm assuming she'll work up some points. Edge, Ross has picked Edge kind of in the past. Edge may not be around for a few weeks, but he may have a prominent spot going into WrestleMania. You got Rosa... Rosa, Rosa. He's got a match, I think, next week against uh, Mercedes Martinez, so maybe Pierre more on Rampage than Dynamite, I think. And then you've got the pick that aged so poorly, even though the picks were only made on Monday. There goes the money. There goes the money. <laughs> uh, Shane McMahon is <laughs> a trail of sweat as he's kicked out the door by his own dad. <laughs> oh, I mean, he as well as the last round pick. You know, It would be worse if they picked him like, earlier on, but That's immediately going to be a a kick in the ball before the season's even kicked off.
3: A hundred percent. I think that actually Shane at the time was a smart pick based on what we're hearing. You know what I mean? He was meant to be in the chamber. He was meant to be having a featured match at Mania. It could have been in another world. A steal at round five, but alas not to be. I think the rest of their team's a bit a bit so-so, to be honest with you. Like, Page and Edge, they don't appear every week, you know what I mean? Um, like, Sasha Banks, we don't actually know what she's doing right now. I think the Lion bitch is probably filming Star Wars, even though she says she's not going to be in it. I don't, I don't believe you, Sasha. I don't believe you. And then Thunder Rosa as well. It's a bit like, the, it's a team stuck in flux. And it. it's very much a Ross absentee team. You know, He's he says that he was giving Andy directions in between Bites burger, but I'm not seeing it. He's he's put Andy out to a lamb to slaughter in this tag season. And Andy's done He's done all right. But again, this is a team at the bottom of the table.
0: Yeah, I would actually like to go on the record and say if Billy and Stacy don't get the last place participation trophy, then it's going to go to Andy and Ross because that team on paper is... Very underwhelming. Like Grizzled Young Veterans as their tag team, who haven't exactly been painted in the best light since Rainbow NXT took over, and they're facing the Creed Brothers in the semi-final of the Dusty Cup. I don't think they're going to be getting any big wins after the Dusty Cup because it, uh, that, that's a wasted pick for the tag team. Same with Edge, who might disappear for a while. Shane McMahon's out the door. Thunder Rosa may not compete as regularly as some of the other female picks. Chosen and Sasha Banks can go back to Sailor Moon cosplaying, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't see a solid program for her going into Mania. The only saving grace that might save them from finishing bottom is Hangman Page as the AEW champion, Uh, because he's got the title defense against Lance Archer in the Texas Death match. Possibly they'll get another match at Revolution, but apart from that, I don't really see any big time wins for Andy and Ross in this team. I think they'll either finish second last or they'll be last place?
2: I think, yeah, it's a bit hard to say maybe last place, but it wouldn't be the first time Ross has had a first-round pick with the carries team, and I think Kangman, at least for the first few weeks, will be doing that for them, like get the big win uh, against Lance Archer. I don't think the Archer program will continue till Revolution, so I think shortly after that, you'll be building to another program against someone else A Revolution, which means at least appearance points on uh, Dynamite and just possibly Rampage, so I do think Hangman's, their main saving grace, Edge, depends on how often he chooses to show up in a lead-up to, to WrestleMania and how prominent a role he has at WrestleMania. Uh, I do, again, like, GYV, I just don't understand. Like, I don't, I must like I don't understand the Creed Brothers. Like, he had three teams. We're going to talk about the last place team in a minute, but three teams in a row chose NFT teams as their tag team pick, and nobody thought to pick MSK, I think MSK is a missed opportunity here. I think they're going to go be the first team to like go back-to-back in the Dusty Cup.
1: Uh, for me, this is just a bit of a nothing team. I, they're not going to win. They'll be down the bottom. They're not going to significantly impact anyone else. So i had a good start with Adam Page. They've got Grizzly Young Veterans. But after that, nothing's nothing's going to happen for me, I think, gang. It's just that they're
2: there. Mm. Uh, so let's go into the last team now. A team that's giving mixed signals here because, you know, they're the only team that have the three-two split in favour of the women's side of the team. So you'd say, yay, feminism. But then we call them still Championship Big boss which is a bit too toxic masculinity for my liking. You've got last season's <laughs> winner, uh, Alan Lucas, And you've got, teaming up with Tom McManus, still kind of a newbie. You know, we call them Big boss Tam, but his balls turned out weren't as big as we thought because Bailey did not show up at the Royal Rumble as we thought she would. So... That uh, gamble did not pay off. They do have a team that consists of the NXT Titan Champions, Imperium, as their tag team. They've got Ronda Rousey as the first-round pick, but they haven't gone with their, their captain. They've gone with Jay Cargill instead, the TBS champion as the captain. They've got MJF, Mandy Rose, and for the first time since Season 2, I believe, that's so pre-SDL, Kofi Kingston as a singles pick. So the New Day, not a tag team this the season, but we get to have Big E and Kofi Kingston in separate teams, respectively, as tag team plex, but still could garner big points together if they choose to go after the SmackDown tag team titles once again. So, from a team that's going from last position, I think the first few rounds, like, excluding the tag team one, the first few rounds went fairly well because Ronda, she's not going to appear a lot in the, next, the first few weeks in into Mania, but as we get closer, she'll make more of her appearance. She can face the season on a high if she beat Charlotte. G Cargo's undefeated regular defenses of that DBS title. MJF has been on a number of winning teams in the past. And then you got Mandy. I don't know how long or often she'll defend the NXT Women's Championship, but she's still one of the higher scores, I think, on the NXT Women's side. So what do you guys think? As a terms of a last place a position from picking, they could have done a lot worse. They could have done
0: a lot worse, but this is screaming mid-table team for me here because I don't imagine Ronda's going to compete or maybe even appear that much up until the, the weeks before WrestleMania. The Imperium could potentially lose the tag titles to the Creed Brothers if they win the Dusty Cup because that's the feud that seems to be going on with the tag title scene at the minute. Kofi Kingston is a fifth-round pick I think is definitely a a solid get given how much the new days featured on SmackDown lately. And as a tag team, he could also pick up singles wins as well as tag teams. So it's often quite good in that capacity. MJF and Mandy Rose though, don't compete as often as I think they should be. So, but Mandy Rose does get big wins on pay-per-view if she continues to defend the NXT women's title. MJF again, doesn't compete as regularly as people like him to, but I think the saving grace for this team will be Jade Cargill, uh, defending the TBS Title. Like Jade Cargill was arguably Rookie of the Year uh, in a lot of people's eyes. I think she got the uh, PWI Rookie of the Year last year. So I think Jade Cargill will probably be the saving grace for for this team here, but I don't see them finishing any higher than middle of the table.
2: Yeah, Imperium, I think they're going to lose to whoever wins the Dusty Cup. That seems to be the way that it's going. Uh, the other team, like, yeah, they'll make. Get some mis- it, uh, appearance points that it depends how consistently they appear, and I agree with what you said, Rhonda. will depend on like if she chooses to wrestle, other than our match at WrestleMania, which, you know, I don't know how likely that is. Uh, Gort, what do you think? Yeah, I think that the strengths in their team
3: are good strengths. I think Jade Cargill is a phenomenal pick. Um, NJF and Mandy Rose will get appearance points I think Kofi Kingston, if I'm saying that Big E is going to do well on the tag ranks and SmackDown, then I'd be a hypocrite not to say that Kofi Kingston will as well and I think in round 5 it's an actual steal of a pick, I like the lower half of their team, but the problem is Ronda round 1, it's the appearances it's the matches, it's whether she's going to be there every week, and it's just not something, they could have got Ronda round 2 or 3 that's that's my th- that's my thoughts. I don't think there were enough other teams who had their eye on Ronda Rousey or would have taken that bet before maybe down five. So they could have maybe got someone else. They could have got Sasha Banks, for example, and that's lot, you know what I mean, with Jade Cargo and then still have time for Ronda later in the draft. And Imperium to me it just doesn't just doesn't fill me with anything. I think they've always been a bit of a so-so pick whenever they've been drafted so I agree with Dave, mid-table for Tom and Allen, but I don't think it's a bad team by any manner of means
2: mm-hmm. Yeah I think Jade was always going to be a top potential pick given the undefeated streak and uh, the newness of the the TBS tale how new that was to the women's division I think that's going to be something to keep an eye out for uh, Rhonda yeah, it depends how often she shows up to cut terrible promos Jack, do you have any thoughts on this team? Do you think they'll finish any higher than mid table, or are you, you know, going with the sentiments of your, final, your fellow panellists?
1: Yeah, mid table team, for me, I think you're Scott. Uh, I, I guess I can understand the reason as to why they would have maybe taken Ronda Rouse in the base. They didn't want anyone else to have her for that Mania match or whatever she's going to be doing, but like. As I said before, like they could have done that round three, round two and folks still wouldn't are considered it folk wouldn't until round five, much like I didn't consider Brock Lesnar to round five last season. I think it's probably much in the same vein, that's how it should really uh, treated. But yeah, like Jade Cargill, I thing is out and out there their best pick. I, I I just I just I don't see them getting above mid table. Yeah, I
2: think Ronda, Edge and Brock all have the same issues in that they have strong finishes at WrestleMania, but it's about how they'll do on the road to it. And like the fact that Brock's even in the chamber, felt like he's probably gonna be the higher scorer out of all three of those picks, in my opinion. Just looking at it. Uh also that's been everybody's team. Before we go into uh, add some like I, I did want to look at some potential people who hadn't been drafted and talk about anybody's predictions for potential winners other than themselves. But before we do that, Dave uh, is there anything notable about the Lister's League uh, this season how many people have we got to, uh, to rejoin this season? Uh, I'm actually not sure I've not been informed of how many people are
0: joining this time around
2: that bloody Stephen Wilson you know, he's letting standards slip after all these seasons you know. but you know I'm sure there'll be a lot of people for you to pretend that you care about and to come on to the transfer window season next season and probably cock it up as they often do but we look at uh, like plenty of people who didn't go on after we mentioned them. a few of them already I think MSK were a big uh, no missed opportunity as far as potential for the Dust Bay Classic and looking at uh, other people who weren't drafted I want to go around to everybody and like, talk to me about somebody who you think maybe should have been drafted but wasn't uh, Campbell I'll start with you
3: um, I think that the obvious one for me is Orange Cassidy um, he has done very well. Has had a really solid uh, season. One look at the points tallies, he's had thirty-one and a half, fifteen, fifty-one and a half, thirty-seven, fifteen. Like he's always going to get you into the double-figure points. He's always going to be a feature in AEW TV. And I think that you know he would have been a better fifth-round pick for some teams than who they ended up going with in the end.
2: Yeah, it seems to be a weird thing where every other season or so. Uh, Orange Cassidy just goes overlooked by a lot of people, and I don't really know why that is. Uh, Jack, do you have anybody you think should have been like picked up? It wasn't. Um, yeah,
1: well, c- comparing like the packs to like something like some that folk have already done, I see the Malachi Black or Brody King even maybe taking them as a tag team. I think that, that that could have potential to get you some points this this season with, with how things are going. or even taking one of the end of a single pick. I think maybe there 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 are two that have are missed opportunities. I think.
0: Hmm. Uh, Dave, what about you? Yeah, mentioned her twice earlier. Raquel Gonzalez. Like you know, if mm. if she's going into a program with Cora Jade to win the women's Dusty Cup, I think she would have been a an absolute steal in hindsight, but. You know, that's the risk with the draft. Sometimes you get caught up in your own strategy. You, you overlook some people who might actually perform quite well. But yeah, I mean, there is potential for Raquel to become a two time back to back Dusty Cup winner. Uh, but who else is competing in the Women's Dusty Cup? There's, there's literally nobody else uh, announced yet. So I've, I've, Raquel would have been a, definitely been a steal.
2: Hmm. I'm trying to think who else uh, you haven't mentioned. I mean, I already mentioned MSQ. I think as a fourth, maybe fifth round pick, Wardlow would have been a decent bet. He's going on this weird undefeated thing. They want to put him in that ladder match at Revolution and the tease and this whole thing between him and MJF, you know, to be like a very Batista, Triple h split up at some point. I think he could have been a dark horse pick to uh, maybe get one. But, you know, I think because maybe we don't do Dynamite, maybe because we don't do Dark anymore, that some people maybe overlooked someone like a, a Wardlow. I think there's been some solid picks across most people. Team. There's some people who I can definitely already see finishing very low down uh, as the season gets kicked off this coming Monday. But I want to go around everybody as we did this uh, last season, I believe. Who's going to? Which team is going to be the? Uh, who do you think? Which team, maybe other than yourselves, do you think is going to potentially win the season? Who do you think is going to come dead last? And who do you think is going to be the surprise team this season? Uh, let's go the reverse order, let's go Dave first so to win the season
0: yeah, I'm going to go with McLopez with cheese because that Sammy Guevara oh. captaincy with the TNT title will be key to a, a potential win, along with a very solid team all rounded last place I'm actually going to say Andy and Ross the B Sharps because Billy and Stacy with the captaincy on Brock Lesnar could do some major damage in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, and the surprise pick is going to be the Goat Tones. I mean, you, you just can't ignore that team on paper. You know, someone who... Well, the team that won last season, again, another solid team on paper, Charlotte Flair the captaincy, is probably going to su- surprise everybody with the undercard side of that team.
2: No, yeah, you can't... Uh- roll out the, the only team to have actually won the draft season before uh, the tag season that is Jack what about you
1: uh, to win goat tones to lose Andy and Ross surprise pick you and Chris
2: short and sweet thank you uh, you don't know fucking about I, th- I do think that semi-govar is going to make our break his uh, gamble
3: I think if the Goat Tones aren't winning, I'll go with you and Chris. Like I said, I think it's a really good team. Finishing last, I'll probably go with yeah, I think it's got to be Andy and Ross. I think they've not really they're not drafted that well. Um and surprise team, let's go with if Liv Morgan doesn't bring them down, I think Dave and Gary could surprise us by finishing a bit high. But the Liv Morgan pick annoyed me, that's why I was so heated earlier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so obviously not picking myself I think as a potential winner I think given that both of them have history of still performances in the draft like I'm going to say potential winner Dave and Gary actually thank you at the last place I think I'll go with uh, I'm going to go against you guys and go with Billy and Stacey I'm sorry but I am no one fixating on it but I just can't get over <laughs> that that team, that, that wife's buddy, Nikki Bella, as a first-round pick. Uh, as a surprise, and I want to say either Goat Tones or uh, Tom and Allen, because obviously Goat Tones can never be like, looked over as the previous team winner. I think uh, Alan want to prove a point, as they've never won the draft before, and Tom's still fairly new. And the fact they were drafted from last, they're going to want to prove a point. And the Jade Cargill as their captain with her undefeated streak, is going to be a thing that helps, you know, propel them. Those are our opinions. Of course, those are the opinions that matter. But if you have opinions, then why not express them if you feel the need to at Suplex Retreat on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or let us know by joining the Facebook community page, yeah, is our community uh, on Facebook. You can join in David Campbell's question every week where we read on Central on this very podcast and feed. Check out the back catalog, uh, more than 100 episodes all Saturday Draft Live to enjoy. If you haven't listened to them all, go back over from the very beginning. It's been a hell of a rollercoaster so it has. Uh, <laughs> you, you can listen to the episodes of Central, our weekly roundup show. You can listen to our feature shows every single Tuesday. The most recent one was about uh, our Ronda Rousey. And next week will be all about you know NXT 2.0 so far. Uh, but he speaks with myself in every so often Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, there's a, on our YouTube channel you can check out the draft selection shows you can check out Quiz Showdown you can check out Book It all sorts of great content over on the YouTube page as well and we hope you will look forward to following along with us on a very unique season where it's the tie teams where people have to lean on each other when they're not strong and mm. you know it's a very interesting season, and I can't wait to see it. It's going on to WrestleMania, the biggest finale, because it's the biggest show of the year. And, you know, I'm sure these guys can't wait either. So, thank you to my fellow pillars. Thank you to David Hockney. Thank you. Thank you to Jack Graham. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, as always, to the GOAT. Cobra Kai never dies. <laughs> Please, never dress like that again on a stream. You'll get us demonetized. Bye, everyone. <laughs>
3: there now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for quiz showdown hello guys welcome to quiz showdown i'm daniel campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the eat sleep suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz we don't know what the heck's going on with it but you're gonna have to watch to find out go check out on the youtube channel now that was an enthusiastic advert for quiz showdown
2: sports social podcast network